Last week, I talked to Frank Cayetti, who was in the middle of directing a sketch show for Second City when everything shut down. We don't know when it's going to open again. And even talking to him, it sounded like, oh, my God, we're talking about devising sketch shows, in air quotes, that involve people in the same room together that will be performed for people in the same room. That seems like such an antiquated notion. We really need to talk to somebody who's putting shows together, but in a virtual space. And lo and behold, there's a few people doing this. Suzanne Dean from Globetrotting Shakespeare and uh, our old friend Jennifer King from Napa Valley Shakespeare are working together on a production of The Tempest. It really is a brave new world, isn't it? It really is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 703, Globetrotting Shakespeare's Tempest. The newly created Globetrotting Shakespeare will present a live-streamed performance of William Shakespeare's The Tempest, featuring artists from four different countries across multiple time zones, including folks from Prague Shakespeare Company, Shakespeare at Notre Dame, and Atlanta Shakespeare Company at the Shakespeare Tavern Playhouse. Jennifer King, Artistic Director of Shakespeare in Napa Valley, and Suzanne Dean, Artistic Director of Shakespeare by the Sea in Southern California, have joined forces to create this virtual production, and I was thrilled to talk to both both of them about how this project came together. We do a late fall production with Shakespeare Napa Valley and we were scheduled to do The Tempest. And when all, and I had been working on The Tempest uh, since January in pre-production. And when COVID-19 hit, it just seemed like, oh my gosh, here's our own Tempest. Uh, and, uh, when then I found out all of my gigs are being canceled, I had a lot of freelance work, including going to Prague Shakespeare and directing Romeo and Juliet. And the past two summers, I've been very fortunate to work with Suzanne Dean, uh, and of course many artists that go there. And it's just sort of the highlight of my year to be able to go there. And with that being canceled, I just had this idea of, wouldn't it be cool to collaborate with the artists that we were going to work with or have worked with on a virtual Tempest. And I will say this is it was kind of birthed out of a conversation. I'm starting to do um, audiobooks, And so I was picking the brain of an actor friend of mine, Kevin Kemp, who's just founded the streaming theater. And when I realized he was doing this and working with some friends of ours, I said, well, how are you doing that? And that's when I got the idea, oh my gosh, I should do the Tempest with people from Prague Shakespeare. And uh, just a la another layer to that is last year, Prague Shakespeare had done the production of The Tempest, and it was magnificent. Carolyn Johnson directed it with Jim Johnson as uh, Prospero, and I just loved it. And I was going to use her uh, abridgment, so to speak, <laughs> in, in for um, our production with Shakespeare Napa Valley. And so then I just, I called Suzanne, who I love collaborating with, and I said, what do you think? And then she took it to the next level. So I'm going to get her to Suzanne. <laughs> what level did you take it to, Suzanne? I guess the virtual level, <laughs> because I had already been experimenting with virtual, uh, with a virtual stage for my theater in Los Angeles. Uh, the Contemporary Theater, that is a year-round program, you know, we shut two, two productions uh, on May, uh, I'm sorry, March 13th. 
And so instead of just, you know, closing up shop completely and, you know, hibernating, um, which I can never seem to do, um, I said, no, we're going to continue creating theater of some sort. So luckily I had several company members who jumped on board with me and said, yes, let's just create stuff. And we had knew nothing about virtual theater, um, how to, how to go about it. And we're self-teaching. Um, and you know, we just started creating a lot of content and it's been going really well. The response has been great. So when Jennifer said, let's do Shakespeare, I said, yes, we will. (laughs) And let me just say that when I, early on with Suzanne, uh, is that I called her to ask what she was doing because I love talking to Suzanne. Whenever there's a crisis, Suzanne's who I want to talk to. And she's like, I'm doing all this content. I'm like, what the hell is content? And she's like, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing an opportunity. And that's when uh, I, my brain started going. And then then I think a week later, I was contacting Suzanne with this premise. Well, that's good yeah. seeing it as an opportunity because so many of us, uh, and by that, I mean me, are going, oh God, I've got to learn new skills. I've got to, wait, is anyone going to pay me to do this? Wait a second. No, no, they're not. <laughs> no one's no, going to pay not. you anything. That would be indeed all, taking all of this to an, in, an, an, an additional further level of right. monetizing the virtual. Right, right. But but you have to see it as an opportunity, or I do. I mean, every time a challenge comes to me, I see it as an opportunity to just pivot, change what I'm doing, rethink um, and the, for the contemporary theater, I called it Rethink, Reframe, Resume, the program that we're doing, all the virtual work, to rethink theater, to reframe this moment of crisis as something other than crisis um, at, until we can resume, until we can resume the kind of work that we normally do. That's such a great and healthy way of talking about it and thinking about it. Um, And so you've got actors for this virtual Tempest, you're going to have actors from not only different states, but three or four different countries. Is that right? Yeah, four different countries. Um, You know, mostly the United States, but we do have Canada, we have Prague, and we have Slovakia. And you're divvying up the sections of the play, if I'm understanding it correctly. We, we, We had this grand plan at first, and we were brainstorming that uh, since Suzanne's company is, you know, Shakespeare by the sea, you know, the Royals are at sea. So she would, you know, her company would represent the Royals because I'm in the Napa Valley, of course, you know, Trinculo and, 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 and Stefano and Caliban, they're all drunk all the time. So we should place that here, of course. And, and right. they're drunk on fabulous Napa wine. That's exactly. right. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we, we there was a wonderful company that we got to know over the summer at Prague Shakespeare, um, Shakespeare in Paradise, which is in the Bahamas. And we thought that that would be the pl- best place where the fairies would live. And then we thought that Pro- we really wanted Prague Shakespeare to sort of really have the most prominence. And so we thought that they would really represent Prospero's, ma- and, and Prague is so magical, you know, Prospero's magic and the lovers. Um, mm-hmm. And so having Miranda and uh, Ferdinand and Prospero coming out of Prague Shakespeare. So the one challenge we had was, um, Suzanne was talking to the folks over in Bahamas. You want to tell it? How, how yeah, that so unfortunately, you know, technology. <laughs> Technology is a challenge and they just were, and I don't know if this is a continual thing or just in this moment, they were, all of the artists there were having terrible trouble with internet connection and, you know, just stability with technology. 
So, uh, so they pulled, they said, you know, we, we're just going to have to gracefully, you know, bow out of this. Um, so then, you know, it just came to Jennifer and I that why aren't we using the students from the summer intensive as the aerials? Cause in this script, there are five aerials. Um, oh, nice. so yeah. it just made perfect sense. And so we went back to some students from last year and the year before and said, Hey, would you like to come play with us? And this, this is a fundraiser to support the program that they came out of. So it was just like, duh, why don't we think of that in the beginning? <laughs> the simplest, best ideas are always the last ones you think of. Um, so it's great that you're thinking of, of, of doing Shakespeare um, online virtually as an opportunity. Are, are you discovering metaphorical uses of Zoom? What does, it, what does it mean that we're all doing this this way now? Well, again, this goes back to Jennifer's inspiration for doing The Tempest at all. <laughs> you know, it's about isolation and transformation. So this, I mean, certainly for me, this is a moment of transformation. I'm not looking at the isolation part of it so much as the transformation. And, and other people are looking at the isolation. Um, and, and what happens in crisis? Uh, how do people change? You know, it, does the best come out of them or does the worst come out of them? So for this play in particular, you know, this terrible tempest that occurs, uh, there's a lot of transformation that happens. That's how it shifted. Uh, as soon as this happened, the tempest became about uh, how do we, what happens when we isolate, what transfer, because all of us, whether we want to recognize it or not, are forever changed by this event. Yeah. And that is what happened to Prosper. Well, and, and, and I'll add that the humanity comes out of this moment of crisis, right? So yeah. Prospero forgives everybody. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing, you know, not every day, but some, some days we're seeing how a community is coming together and people are realizing this is a global experience that will never happen again. And we are, you know, we're all so interconnected by this pandemic that there is nothing uh, going forward, I think, that we can't overcome if we look at it in terms of a global situation. You said the quote of the year too, oh, brave new world. Yeah. Our yeah. world is new. Yeah. Well, and not to make it all about me, but um, I'm looking forward to re re recovering my former dukedom, you know, of uh, being on stage. And I have a college-age daughter who is stuck with me and would really much rather be anywhere else. I am Guy Roberts from the Prague Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, where right this second you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. Right now, you can see The Ring Reduced, where we transform Wagner's 17-hour ring cycle into a brief and palatable 23-minute musical film. Lost Reduced, where we cram the first five seasons of the landmark TV show Lost into 10 minutes. Our appearances on two 
Jeopardy! Tournaments of Champions, plus some brand new videos recorded and shot especially for right now by me and Matthew Croak, and the almost two-hour video Q&A that Reed Martin and I conducted on Facebook, and our reduced reunion of over 50 RSC actors, stage managers, and wardrobe goddesses from at least four different time zones. Just go to our website, reducedshakespeare.com, and click on the Remote Shakespeare Company link. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin, and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's perfect for homeschooling little kids of any age, and it's on sale worldwide. You can also see us and interact with us in almost real time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're hearing me now, please leave a five-star review for us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps boost the algorithms so other people can discover us. And now back to my conversation with the king and the dean of globetrotting Shakespeare, Jennifer King, artistic director of Shakespeare Napa Valley, and Suzanne Dean, artistic director of Shakespeare by the Sea, talking about their production this Saturday, June 6, 2020, of The Tempest. What's happening after The Tempest? Will there be more opportunities, more Shakespeare plays in this in this virtual world, more opportunities to raise money? I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, I have other projects that I had planned for, um, you know, the my theater company in Los Angeles that will continue. But uh, I think that this collaboration with Jennifer just shows that we can, you know, look beyond our neighborhood, right? She's up here in Napa and I'm in Los Angeles uh, for my company, but we can definitely collaborate globally with our friends um, and other theater companies. It's very important to me to to work with other theater companies. Um, because well, and I can testify from my own experience that Jennifer is a fantastic collaborator and supporter of uh, other theater companies, most especially the Reduce Shakespeare Company. So thank you, Jennifer. Oh, my pleasure. I want to just sort of talk about, too, going on from that is that you know, I do recognize the global impact. And so um, with Shakespeare Napa Valley, because I've had time where I'm just with my computer, we sort of, I was able to really think about who are we and what are we doing? And yeah, we are really connected to our community in the Napa Valley, but through Prague Shakespeare, we've created so many relationships beyond that. Through my relationship with you and Reed, as a matter of fact, where our reach is larger, even though we may be teeny tiny in Napa. And so, so to that, we've done some, uh, because Suzanne inspired me by creating content, <laughs> I'm like, what content can we create? And one of the things we're doing is a sonnet a week, which again is nothing original. The only thing is, again, the sense of global is a, a, a local luminary is reading a sonnet from the Napa community. And then someone in the world that I know through Prague Shakespeare or through another artistic adventure is reading it. And so we're getting two perspectives. It can be two different languages or whatever. And so that's, again, we're really looking at how are we local and global. And then what's super cool for um, coming up is I'm working with Kevin Kemp of the Streaming Theater again, and we are going to just completely mess around with Romeo and Juliet in this new platform. And we're doing it with students, so we can really allow it to be creative and break some massive rules and you know there isn't a lot of ego involved they all are game to play and they know more than us so that's even better and then we're part of part of getting the community involved is we're prompting them to send in love letters that will integrate into the production because we're thinking about our folks that are in retirement communities that aren't going to be able to leave for months if not a year and how can they still engage with the work and then for our tempest um, we're asking for people to submit stories or artwork or 
any kind of artistic medium about how did they transform while they were in uh, shelter in place. And that will be part of sort of a pre-show experience we're going to do, whether we are indoors or on Zoom. I love this whole idea of the, uh, it's the, th the fundamental thing of what we do, right? It's community. Mm -hmm. You know, we're used to working in the same room with each other, to, with, to an audience in the same room with us. And now we are reaching out to create these virtual rooms. And, it's, and it is a fantastic opportunity because we are. We are talking to people in different countries all the time now. Mm -hmm. And theaters working together is a thing we need to do more of. It's the, the, the bi-monthly... Isn't it weird that bi-monthly and bi-weekly mean the same thing? But the every, every the bi-monthly meetings of STA, the Shakespeare Theater Association, time is so great because I'm now seeing faces on the reg, as the kids say, uh, that I would normally only see once a year. And so, yeah. So uh, here's to you, Jennifer. When you get to Sonnet One Thirty Eight, can you can you call me and let me read one Sonnet One Thirty Eight? You you got it. That's the, one, that's the one that says, when my love swears that she is made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies. You got it. That's fantastic. I should say, Suzanne is going to be in our production, Shakespeare Napa Valley production uh, as well. Yeah, very excited. Hey, and Austin, I want to thank you and Reed because you two were one of the first uh, celebrity groups to uh, send a video in when, back in 2016 when we were doing the We Are Shakespeare digital video project. So, you know, a lot of people saw that and they only said, I will want to do, that, do one of those too. So well, I thank you. You, you are so welcome. And I thank you for calling me a celebrity. <laughs>that's it for this week's reduced shakespeare company podcast globetrotting shakespeare's the tempest for our time will happen live on saturday july 11th 2020 at 11 a.m in california 1 p.m in chicago 2 p.m in new york 7 p.m in london 8 p.m in prague go to globetrottingshakespeare.com or twitch.tv slash the streaming theater for more information then send us your content via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans at our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Hagseed Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our not entirely random fan shout out this week goes to Jenna Rinaldi. Jenna is my niece and was supposed to get married this this past weekend to her fiance Alex. One of these days it'll definitely happen, you two. Don't worry. Special thanks to Guy Roberts, Artistic Director of the Prague Shakespeare Festival. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe and stay home. I'm Austin Titchener, 703, 2109ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Since we're loving each other right now, I want to call out Suzanne that even back then, she's doing the digital. This woman has got it going on. <laughs> well, and, uh, and any crisis that um, teaches Jennifer King the meaning of the word content has to be good. <laughs> Many people would agree. <laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.